0: Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. Hey everyone, welcome back or welcome to the Make and Decorate podcast with Stephanie. I'm Stephanie, and this is the premiere episode of season four. Yay, we made it to season four, and it is a month early ahead of schedule. So you guys are in for a treat this season. I have some just remarkable guests, and today's guest is Melanio Gomez from the NBC TV show Making It. He was a maker on the show and semi-finalist um, all the way to the end. All right. So a couple of things before we get onto my conversation with Melanio. Um, if you notice on your podcast apps, I have a new logo for the podcast and I love it. Um, and I shortened the name a little bit. So it's Make and Decorate with Stephanie instead of with Stephanie Socha to Design. And that's one new thing for the show. Uh, Another thing is um, over the summer, I um, launched the Make and Decorate Friends group on Mighty Networks. It's free to join and it's a private group. So we can all... Enjoy each other's company, have fun, uh, share whatever it is we are making or decorating, gardening, whatever creative thing. Cooking, uh, you're able to post pictures. It's a lot of fun. We have you know a nice start with uh, some members in the group. So I am going to put that link in the show notes. Check it out and join us. And another great thing I love about this platform is that there are no algorithms and there's no ads. So it's it's really is just us. Before we listen to my conversation with Melania Gomez, I just wanted to um, give you uh, some information in case you haven't seen the show or haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, you can watch Making It, and this is season three, on uh, if you have the Peacock app or service. Um, or if you have NBC through a Hulu account, um, and it's on NBC, although the finale aired, uh, last week, Thursday. And, um, yeah, season three is over. But I have to say, this was the, my favorite season. Of the three, and I guess it just is because it keeps getting better and better, and uh, the they're 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 always trying new things, which also keeps it fresh. Uh, and I love the hosts, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. Um, they're just so. They seem so nice and supportive of all of the makers, and I also like that the environment that they're in. However competitive it is, I mean they are competing to, you know, be the maker, <laughs> the winning maker. Um, but it, it, I think the I think the environment there is just. Um, made less stressful. I mean, it's stressful enough with the time constraints. uh, But this season, for whatever reason, it seemed like all of the makers really got along with each other. And um, yeah, it was really nice to see. So quick synopsis is that uh, the makers have two challenges to complete every episode. And each of those challenges uh, has a winner and they get like uh, this embroidered patch if they win. And then they collect patches, the more uh, challenges that they win. And they have um, incorporated like a couple of different things this season. And one of them is this mega craft. And the mega craft is like the entire episode. And it's a huge project. That was really fun. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, they, they keep it really fresh. And uh, also, they keep you guessing. Are You really... Sometimes, sometimes I get it right and other times I don't on who I think is going to win that challenge because it's it's based on the judges, really. You know, there's two judges, uh, Simon Dunin and Dana Johnson. Uh, and so the judging is solely, you know, about those two and what it is that they're looking at, looking for, because um, the every maker brings a different set of skills and they're making different things. So it's not like they're doing the same, the same task and competing at it. They are just literally creatives making what it is that, you know, they create and, and then they're judged off of that. So that's the, (laughs) that's the only weird thing. It's just, it's, It's very subjective. Nonetheless, very fun to watch, and I learned a lot of cool things from this season. So we recorded this episode uh, last week, Tuesday, August 24th, and that was two days before the uh, season finale aired of the show, and that was before we found out who won making it. Uh, so at that time, there were four finalists, and Melanio, um is, was one of those finalists. So I'm not going to ruin it for any of you who have not seen it yet, because we're only like one week after the show <laughs> finished. Uh, so you don't have to worry about that. You will hear uh, parts of a storm, the rain in the background, and rumbling thunder, uh there were a couple of loud ones that I uh, was able to take out, but uh the parts where I'm speaking or he's speaking um no where I'm speaking <laughs> because I could mute my track when he was talking so it'll it'll go quiet in the background and then you'll hear rain, but um that's what that is. So if you're gonna wonder what that what that background noise is, it was a huge thunderstorm when we were recording, so that's it we can we can get to it. Let's listen to my conversation with Melanio Gomez. So I'm so excited because my guest today is Melanio Gomez. And he is a maker and a finalist on the NBC TV show, Making It Season 3. So welcome, Melanio.
1: Uh, Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. I am so excited to talk with you. and uh, because I, I think out of all of the um, makers there, and and they're all like absolutely wonderful, but I, um, my, just uh, like style and everything kind of aligns with yours, so like oh, I understand you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's really flattering. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. Um, So anyway, um, let's just, before we dive into season three, let's take a step back and talk about how you have become what I call a maker extraordinaire.
1: Oh, that's sweet. Um, I think I've always been creative when I was a kid. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think you've known from the show that um, my background is most of my family is in medicine and I kind of didn't go that way. And though they were supportive, I just, I just didn't have what it took to, take, takes to to go to medical school or to, to go into the sciences. And so I've always been artistic, and, and I knew I wanted to go to art school. I didn't know what I wanted to be. Um, and back then, um, when people ask you, oh, you're going to art school, what are you going to do? And you just say, oh, commercial art. And I had no idea what that meant. Like, I had no <laughs> clue. And so that I got to um, – You know, my foundation year, they call it in art school. And and I wanted, I thought I'd want to be a painter. Um, But, you know, once you meet other people, you kind of realize your strengths and your weaknesses. And there were so many other people, so much more disciplined to go into painting that I met that were really devoted to it. Mm. And, So I settled for, well, I didn't settle. I just went, I still like to draw. I went into illustration. Mm, And so when I went into illustration, you know, I excelled in it, but I found myself um, sort of copying my teacher, whoever my teacher was. And then, you know, as an illustrator, you have to have your own style, so I was more of a mimic when it came to illustration and painting styles. So I actually veered towards graphics um, when I um, was in my third year of art school. And um, it was still illustrative, but it was more of graphic design. And then when I graduated, I completely panicked. I, I, was, I thought, oh God, what am I gonna do? What what am I gonna do? <laughs> and then, I, and then I, and I thought, okay, let me go to grad school. and. I, and I was already like applying for um, maybe set design or you know, um, interior design and, and I thought, I, I just need to stay in school. But then reality hit and you realize that um, you gotta sort of get on with it. And my best friend was moving to New York and I, I talked to um, um, a counselor and the first question I said was what is the highest paid um, graphic design job? And, um, they said, well, it's packaging design. And I said, okay, so any kind of package and then no cosmetics, um, um, you know, um, products, general products, you know, in the supermarket and things like that. And I said, okay, so I basically took that summer and I redid my portfolio and I did it into a packaging design portfolio and I got a job in New York. Um, cause my best friend was moving there. Um, and that's where it kind of started. I And then I went to traditional graphic design firms as a junior designer. But at the same time, I was um, – I had started this uh, design firm with two friends from college, from art school. And it all started with this bookbinding course that, that I took and my best friend took at the time. And the last project was make something other than a book. And so we made these hand, you know, hand-marbled papers covering frames. And so – we had them in our apartment in New York and um, another classmate came up and said, these are amazing. Like, you should you should try selling these, you know. And um, i are like, no, really? And so she goes, well, do you mind if I try? And then she came back um, like the next week with an order for like 25 of them. Wow. And so it took us forever to make them. <laughs> right? It just took so long, <laughs> like hand binding. We're like, oh, my God. And we were doing it at night and we were both freelancing um, um my one partner is an industrial designer and the other partner uh, Mary was an industrial designer as well as well so we we kind of just did this thing on the side this sort of side hustle where we'd sell tabletops and then we were like selling well we sold to Barney's New York and they basically totally took advantage of us and oh. these, like art school, 24 year olds and, or 23 year olds mm-hmm. and said, you're exclusive to us. And, but we were so like, Oh my God, but it's parties, you know? We, so we were sort of creating this tabletop stuff for them. And we started doing um, like blotters and pencil holders and, and mail holders and albums. And then I think the two industrial designers were getting really itchy. Like they wanted to do something more industrial design. So, we had this idea of silk screening on book cloth on um, and so and then binding with it and nobody was doing it yet. Like we were just doing sort of these graphic patterns that I was designing and we had a silk screener friend who was doing them. And then we were doing them on all those books and journals and things like that. And then the one um, design, industrial designer, Darren, was like, well, why don't we design it on a shade? Let's make a shade out of it. And so he designed a lamp. And that's how whole, the whole lamp business started with us and it, it started as an as a design firm where we would take on any job you know we would if it was graphics or if it was interiors or if it was product design we were just doing it but we we were all freelancing and then the day happened where we said um should we do this full time and then we all sort of quit our freelance gigs and, or at our jobs and we tried to do it and we grew it to this lighting company. Um, we were still s- selling tabletops, but then it kind of just s- steamrolled into a lighting company. And at the time, and this is sort of before Etsy, before Amazon, before the those venues where it's really easier for crafters and makers to sell stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were doing trade shows after trade show and we were in a wholesale market. And then finally, we had to sort of make this decision because at the time we were selling to bed bath and crate and barrel and and um, higher end places and we were also doing hotels but then there were three manufacturers that were still producing in the u.s and two of them decided to go overseas and we had this we had to basically decide what do we want to do i mean we're not going to be able to keep up and at this time we had a loft in philadelphia um, we had one partner in philadelphia and we had one uh, two partners in new york so we decided to um, go halfway point and we had a design shop and a store in Princeton, New Jersey. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And so we all decided, you know what, I think that we should just end it because we're not prepared to go overseas. Like we didn't, we were really proud that we were making it in the US um, and it was kind of like we didn't want to have didn't have didn't want to give up the control of the design. So we ended it. And then we kind of I took like six months off. And I um, freelance as a floral event person. Um, And um, it was a really learning experience. And um, it was really hard. And it was, you know, working on the weekends. And, you know, you don't have you, you you come at 4.30 in the morning, you don't leave till three o'clock in the morning because you get to leave mm-hmm. and set up and, and, but I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was like, you know what, maybe I should go in, back into product development. And I had a friend at Martha Stewart and Martha Stewart had at the time a mail order catalog called um, Martha My Mail. And I applied for this job and I went in and they said, well, you know what, someone's making a lateral move um, from the magazine to the the mail order division, and so that job isn't really um, available. And I'm like, oh, no, no worries. But then I got a call from an old friend from Philadelphia who was an uh, the deputy style editor, and she said, I hear that you're you're interviewing at Martha. I think that you should try coming to the magazine, and. I was like, I've never really done editorial before. And, you know, I started when I was freelancing as an art director. The only reason why I started prop styling was because they couldn't afford a prop stylist. So I ended up doing all the prop styling, even for my own company, so that I sort of had this rapport with photographers that I was working with and sort of got that experience. And then I went in and they hired me. And the interview process is really interesting because part of it is that you have to bring in, I think five objects you know that they um, that inspire you oh. and so I brought these five objects in <laughs> and then a week later and I, I, I even remember the I think I remember the objects one was uh, like a Japanese beautifully wrapped candy one was a Caravaggio painting that I painted in 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 art school like a study like a tiny study mm-hmm. um, but the one thing that got I think that got me the job was I had I had borrowed this gorgeous collapsible Safari cup. You know, the kind of collapsed down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, this one came like in this leather bound, like compact. And you pulled it out and it was brass. And, and, it, and it was it was really beautiful. It Turned into like a, a tiny mint tulip cup for Safari. <laughs> and um, the, my interviewer said, um, oh, my gosh, I I collect these. <laughs> what? I'm like, hey, myself, <laughs> Oh my God, this is the best interview ever. <laughs> and then I, I got the job and then I was there for about seven and a half years. And then we moved to Brussels. Um, um, you know, in 2007, um, my partner and I just decided to go abroad. He, he asked me one day, would you ever wanna go abroad? And I said, sure. And so I took some time off. Um, It was between England and London and Brussels and my partner uh, took it. He went one year in school in France, so he speaks French. And he said, let's go to Brussels. It's going to be, you know, bilingual and I I think it'll be really interesting. It's so central in Europe that you can travel anywhere. So I'm like, sure. So we went and I took six, you know, I took like another six months to figure out what I was going to do. And then I got this offer from a dinner party, like I met somebody and said, you know, there's this expat magazine um, that um, that I know, and I thought you, you might want to talk to the editor in chief. And so I talked to him and because the only reason why he said it was because I, I said, it's really interesting to settle as an expat, an American expat in Europe. Like you got to figure out electrical and what lamps you got to bring and, and, you know, mm. <laughs> chargers and and transformers and, you know, what to leave and what to take. And I was trying to do all that, right? I was trying to decorate our flat and, you know, and so this editor in chief was said, well, why don't you do it for the magazine? And so it was kind of like this Dear Abby thing mm. where people would write in <laughs> <laughs> and then I would tell them like, oh, go to the Merol and get, you know, uh, remnants for carpets are gonna be really expensive. And, you know, and I'd have to teach them that a two by four isn't a two by four in Europe, it's a little smaller and like how to do your, how to rewire your lamp that you can use and like what will blow up and what won't. And it was really fun. (laughs) I really liked it. But I think, I don't know if you know, but, you know, publishing took a real hit when Pinterest started, you know? um, I think Pinterest, all of a sudden you'd see the images you worked on on people's Pinterest boards Uh without giving you any credit, you Uh know, to, well, where was this from? And so I think it was like the beginning of the end for publishing because blogs started and, you know, the rules for posting something was, I think back then the the law was if you comment, criticize, or compare, you're allowed to use an image. Hmm. So- that's why, and this was way back then, I don't know if it's still that way, but you know, when, when you'd see a beautiful room, the comment would be, cute, and then <laughs> use it, you know? And so, yeah, so that kinda happened with this publication, this expat magazine, and, and it got to a point where we were using, you know, I was producing photographs for it, but then with budgets, they were like, we're gonna use stock photography, and and by that time, I, they just went online, they stopped printing. Mm. And I, I kind of saw the, the beginning of the end for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got this random call from a stylist that I knew that said, would you ever consider freelancing as a prop stylist? Um, and it was from someone from Williams and Sonoma. And they said, you know, we we fly people from right now. We they, they were flying prop stylists and set designers from Paris and Amsterdam and New York and Chicago and and, and the cost back then was the same so it really wasn't it really wasn't a monetary you know crazy amount that they had to spend to get a stylus over um, it was the same amount and so I just started doing that and that's that sort I had I started doing that full-time and then several years ago we just decided to move to San Francisco f- uh, full-time and um, that's where we've been so you know and mm. I, we think that we'll probably end up coming back to new york in a year oh. um but i can I, the beauty of what, what i do is i can work from anywhere
0: yeah yeah and i i saw probably on your website um the um it was a it was a vent old brussels um book store yeah converted and yeah amazing yeah. so amazing I, so
1: beautiful I was, uh, I I really was looking for just a small pied a terre because we had been um, we had been renting and there was do you know do you know the movie Funny Face with Audrey Hepburn Yes Okay Do you remember the bookstore that Audrey Hepburn is in where the fashion crew comes in and takes it over and they take all the books and they're just like that you know they're, they're <laughs> they want to do a fashion shoot there and they're overwhelming Audrey Hepburn Yes <laughs> Okay So that was actually this little store behind the store that we ended up getting and I, I was like oh my god this is beautiful and you can convert it and it's really tiny and and but it was salt. the mm. the real estate agent made a mistake and really the only reason why we took that on was that um the owner who happened to be at the building and I was generally curious to see what this old Flemish bookstore looked like so I was just like yeah I'll come and talk to you you know for and we ended up talking for an hour and his aesthetic is um is more restoration than renovation. Um, and he works on listed buildings. And, he, and I, w- I was fascinated with him. I was fascinated with the way that they were redoing it and the intention of getting craftsmen. And um, Brussels and Belgium is all about guilds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really, like the article says, it, it's alive and well mm-hmm. in that city um, where the plasterers, the plumbers, the painters, the iron workers you know, um the woodworkers are, are all really um revered as craftsmen you know wow. and i, I think that's, that's really nice it, it was is. really nice to work for them i mean the language barrier is a little tough but yeah um it, there's a lot of um charades <laughs> 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 when you when you're working with them you're like call um, me <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. a lot of it, like you know Painters were Polish, plasterers were Irish, you know, um, plumbers were French or, you know, they, mm. and they, that actually helps you when they are from another country because you know, their French is probably as good as yours. So you're kind of, <laughs> <laughs> they're very forgiving. Mm. Um. But um, especially the Flemish, the Flemish, um, they all know how to speak English.
0: That's great. Yeah, really nice. Um, Yeah, I like that idea, too, of the restoration versus renovation. And um, uh, I I think it kind of looked like that when you had, um, you know, renovated it. You kept a lot of the... um, uh, integrity of the architecture and that was that's like a really old building from like the 1700s i think so, yeah yeah i know um uh was it um
1: 1761 i think it is yeah um the first brick was laid or no 16 16 something is was the first brick, brick. Oh, wow. i know I, mind-boggling yeah it and, is it, it, crazy because, like, you know, I, we had storage in a basement and it never freaked me out. You know, you'd think that it would be like Tales of the Crypt back there. <laughs> down there but it wasn't. It, was, it really wasn't creepy. I don't know why. Huh. And it had, like, bolted ceilings and stuff. But, um, yeah, they were required to um, to uh, restore certain things. Some things they couldn't. Um, you know, like, there was a dining uh, sort of rosette that was when they went to go restore, it and a scaffolding went up. <laughs> the mm-hmm. first they touched it, and the whole thing just <gasps> fell down. Oh. <laughs> so they didn't have to redo that mm, because see. you'd never be able to get that back. It was like a million pieces.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, it was yeah. really a project. I love projects like that.
0: Awesome, yeah. And I think that's what gave you such a, you know, varied background for this show. Um, yeah, because. They, they don't just cover like one discipline. It's, it's you know, anything you got, bring it. And yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah. and I, you know, when they asked me in the beginning during auditions, like, what kind of crafter are you? And, and I said, I've always made stuff from sheer necessity. Mm. You know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like I won in early days, I couldn't afford it. And, and then even now I look at something that I won and I'm like, you know what? I could probably figure that out. And I think that that's what I wanted to bring to the show and make it, I don't know, maybe it was because I am I am from um, that Martha world of do-it-yourself mm-hmm. um, and learning that I, I wanted it to be accessible. You know the, the, And someone else had asked me, well, oh my gosh, the stuff that you do is just something that's just so over the top, I would never be able to do it. And I'm like, I don't think that's the point. The point is, if you can take one thing from it, you know, mm-hmm. I think that would be great. I mean, that's so fulfilling. And someone said, well, you know, I don't want to make a I don't want to make a what is it? A, a, a wine rack from scratch. I just I just don't know if I can do it. I'm like, but you you can also customize a wine rack,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: an existing one. You can yeah. monogram it. You can paint it. You can you know, there's all these things to make it your own mm-hmm. and special that I feel like I wanted to do in the show um and i um i'm really happy with everything that i made
0: yeah me too um oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about it so this was a different thing where um you and kara were not in the first episode And then all of a sudden, at the end of that episode, they were like, we are not, um, you know, like uh, getting rid of someone this week. You're all staying. And they're all like, yay. And then they're like, in fact, we're adding two more. And they're like, oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sure that they were like, great. (laughs) I I know, like, you know, as you knew knew from the show, Amy (laughs) absolutely hates it. You know, Mm -hmm. sending home. Mm -hmm. I think she gets as emotional as we do. When it comes to people departing, so mm-hmm. um, we were really excited. Um, I was really ner—I was nervous, um, you know. And we, you know, a lot of people we we see the show when the viewers see it. Like we don't, you know, I don't. Oh, look, look, really? Okay. I, I, the edit of it—I don't know what's going to get edited. There, there, there's uh, so much footage sure. that they're, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so that's always fun. Um, <laughs> and all of us have become friends. You know, we were, I think that we are friends only because we're all so different.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, all our disciplines are different or what we're into are different. I mean, there's crossover about, you know, whether you're going to hack something or you're, you know, you want to make, um, if you're going to use rope or knit or, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all put our take on it a little bit. Yeah, uh, you know, or and or, you know, someone like Blake who is really conceptual, you know, in his in in his builds, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think that's really interesting and varied. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it's, yeah,
0: um, I and I think it's something I noticed with the season too. I think more than others is that um, that that no one really overlapped completely, and everybody was so different. Um, But yet they just the work that they put out, I I some of these a lot of these episodes, I couldn't even like figure out, like, you know, who, who the judges were going to pick. And because they're like, very, like, can't really figure them out sometimes, because sometimes they like go for the person that's way over the top. And then
1: and then
0: they go you know like you won the train uh car which i'm so glad because i love 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 that project and there was so much into it and sometimes i kind of i'm like but but don't you see all of this detail over here that they did and And, you know because i have an interior design background so i know like all of that stuff and you know there's people on the show that like um i forget who is a Chelsea or Becca and they were like I have no experience you know in in making very much but yet they're pretty brilliant in what they right, do make
1: right, or yeah. They challenge them, right? Yeah. Well, I yeah all the projects that all of us did um so far none of us have done before you know we've maybe dabbled in it um like I never made a suitcase. Bar before, you know. <laughs> it, it, I'm just like I don't, I, I don't. You really need one, but I, I wanted to to do that for this particular challenge. So I just sort of challenged myself to do it, um, and y- yeah, I, it's. I think it also divides on uh, on there's there's fantasy craft and then there's real world craft. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's over the top, and then there's yeah, um, you know. So and they a show like this puts, competes them together. Mm. And I guess because, um, they can't show everything because they really do look at everything when, you know,
2: mm.
1: when you're critiquing But by the time it gets edited and, mm. you know, there's not just not enough time, um, yeah. you know, in the show to get all those details. Um, but, um, it's funny cause I, I'm going to share this story about this. Um, after I, did the asbury park um you know um family night out Mm -hmm. i got um i was here in greensboro and it, it was i was about to go to bed and i got this email and um it was from a gentleman and he said you know i just watched making it and and i just watched the episode and um i'm disabled and i'm a quadriplegic and i said and he said i mentor um children who are also in the same condition as me. and I saw your beach chair, and I totally agree that I can't sit in, you know, um those camp chairs, and I think this might work. Would you mind sharing how you made it um with me? And so I like, I just couldn't sleep. I had to get up. I had to like <gasps> write down all the instructions and I'm like, oh my God, I wish I had the measurements. And then so I gave them like, you know that I, it was a flea market I, old Ikea chair and you could get it on marketplace or you could, you know, you could find it. And, um, so, and then I, I said, where to get the umbrella, the fabric and, you know, all, all, and I go, I just don't have the dimensions, but as soon as I get home, I'm going to, I'm going to get all the dimensions for you. And he wrote back and he, and he said, thank you so much for, for sharing this. And, and, um, you know, um, I, I'm really going to look it, into it but more importantly I, I now I just want to make one for him because it's just yeah. like anyway it was so touching like I don't um, I thought that was such a sweet thing to come out of the show mm-hmm. oh you know, yeah I,
0: absolutely because those are the things that really kind of like fill your heart with joy and that you know something you've made is helping other people Yeah, you know, yeah that yeah. idea
2: just, to, it, just it, mind.
1: yeah, yeah, right. and,
0: it, and it helps to spread joy to them. so yeah, um, so that was cool. That yeah, was really cool that say. is so cool.
1: Uh, <laughs> A lot of um, DMs about you know Filipino pride, which is kind of great. I love <laughs>
0: that
1: um, mm-hmm. and sort of to bring that back into and and you know all those little things mm-hmm. um, about um, the Philippines and its crafts. So that's very cool for me. Um yeah, I get a lot of funny questions. I get funny questions about what I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> like about the apron and the shirts that I wear and you know <laughs> very very funny. Um and <laughs> it it is it's been a fun ride.
0: <laughs> and um so I was wondering mm-hmm. that how much planning do you get for these challenges? Do you not know what you're going to make until they say what the well, c- constraints are for, you know, because each of them have like, you know, like for your a uh, closet one, there had to be storage and lighting and something else I forgot. But I,
2: yeah, because it yeah. seems
0: like everybody's like, OK, they go they go to their workstation and then they're just starting like right in on it. And I'm just like,
1: yeah, how do they um, do that? It, you know, <laughs> it is the time that you do it. That is set like you can't there's no. It is about the making of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's, um, you know, we do have, um, we do know what the supplies that are available, you know, there's there's sort of a big sort of, not warehouse, but a place where you have all these components that you can pull from and you do have to pivot on your design. If something isn't available, or you don't, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not. It's just not there. It is a little bit of the magic of TV, with, with, I think, with all that, um, with preparation of it. Mm -hmm. But um, the time, and I've got, I've been asked this question before. The time that they give us is merciless. Like (laughs) it is like the the actual making of it is just. Uh, where the competition I feel it lies Mm. Um, and sometimes it doesn't even feel like I'm competing with other people I'm competing with um, the clock
2: Yeah,
1: because I got to get it done like I have to figure out you know and then you you think you think that this is going to work and then that's (laughs) not the right fabric or that's not you don't have that string or you don't have Mm. that stuff so there's a lot of pivoting when it's a big build you Mm -hmm. know or you don't have that right color, or then, hmm, or then, then there's television constraints about the height of something inside, or, mm. you know, not to be able to have fire, and, th- you, know, and, <laughs> and, lighting and, and you learn all that on the fly, mm. you know, you learn it, and then you're like, okay, now what am I gonna do? And, and then, you know, that back wall in the back, um, some people really utilized it. Um, there's a whole bunch of supplies there, That you you're allowed to have Mm -hmm. um, in the drawers and everything, from fabric to everything. And then, um, did I use a lot of? I I I did find myself if I wanted to embellish something more, I I would do it. I would go like, oh, what could I use this for, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so that's. I think that the that is the best answer for it. Yeah,
0: no, it it actually. it's you explained it well and i kind of get it better now cuz yeah. it was just kind of like lost on me of like you know from from planning prep to the making so they really want to show the making of it cuz you know
1: yeah that's and the fun I, part <laughs> they wish they there you know there would be more of that but just just no time mm-hmm. as far as yeah the, the um the amount of time that the show is and we're always bummed we're like oh man they didn't do that one part (laughs) um we have like these giveaways that we do Uh um you know um that each maker we do this sort of ig live and then we do a giveaway we all decided let's just do let's each take a turn and this week was mine so i i printed out some um holiday cards but the box that it came that it comes in is actually a box from my train car and they didn't have time to Focused in on that particular crap, but it's like a, a book bound box with marble paper.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And yeah. And was it was just, it
0: on that train shelf?
1: Yeah, it was. on I saw and,
0: it. I, I noticed oh, it. Oh, you did. Oh, Thank you very you. much. And
1: they're all they're all, they're all labeled you know, like France 2015. Or yes. Two or yeah, yeah. And it was supposed to be for memorabilia for okay. Chris. Uh, and so. Um, oh, I'm glad you noticed it. <laughs> I did.
0: Yes. I, I'm telling you, I loved it. i I probably watched that episode a couple times. and, um the um you painted the artwork that was supposed to be the view out the windows.
1: yeah I did. I did. It was um, it was a painting that I had. actually, um I had I was looking for a, you know, um a sketch of it or that i had done but i ended up using a photograph that was up from my phone and it was it's a train ride to the south of france mm-hmm. and um i ha- i had to do it so quickly because it was and maybe that was um better i have mm-hmm. a really good friend who's a, a plain air painter mm-hmm. where she just goes out i don't know how i don't know how she does it she has a series of <laughs> surfers that she does and i was like i bought them i'm like i love these but how do you do it Mm. when they're moving right you know (laughs) and the light is changing it's it's just phenomenal anyway i felt like her Uh, doing it really quickly and i i think i had 15 minutes to do it and i left it for the last the -hmm. last thing because there were so many components to that build
0: yeah so did you actually build the ottoman and the big head seats
1: the ottoman was an IKEA um, ottoman, um, and I did a slipcover for it. Okay. Right, and then the seats uh, we ended up building um, for the train car itself. And the thing with that was that I had this grand design, like, <laughs> "Oh, it's going to look just like the the brackets on a train and whatever." And then I remember someone saying, "Are you going to be able to sit on it? Because they're going to sit on it." Uh. And then. And then last minute Jimmy (laughs) dresses is like, you're going to figure out like how to support that because they're going to come in and sit on it. And I did, that was the first thing they did with sit on it. So there's this like an invisible bracket that he helped me design. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Jimmy helped us with a lot of our engineering things, Uh you know, just to like, "Mm, you should maybe consider this. Or did you ever think of, you know, interlocking this and that. Um, so, he helped me with that, and it was the first thing they did. They sat in it, and I was like, even then, when they were sitting on it, you're nervous.
0: Right, right, yeah. <laughs> they love to do that too. They love to like sit down, like, is this gonna hold
1: or, <laughs> or is it gonna yeah. call,
0: fall and collapse? And uh, yeah. Jimmy deresta is so cool. I before he even was like on this series of making it, he has a podcast called Making It with two other yeah. guys. You have you ever heard it? Yeah, it's, yeah. I love it. I listen to yeah. it all the time I've been listening to it for years I'm not a woodworker I'm a designer and I, I yeah. quilt and I sew I like to work with fabrics but uh-huh. these guys are so interesting and Jimmy is just so brilliant I get ideas from them and I think that's how you kind of have been too through your path of just like you know learning from other people that maybe might not be in your same you know area of right. work and that just makes you even that more of a a rounded you know I don't know, I want to say artist or designer or whatever, but it just gives you that extra depth of, oh, that's, that's, of that. That's
1: actually a really nice thing to learn or to, to say and <laughs> ha- the way to be because I yeah. I actually do like teaching. like I like teaching somebody how to do something. Um, when mm-hmm. we were in Brussels, um, we had a group of friends and um, these guys in we would hang out and do things. And when I was working as a stylist in the United States, I have a really good friend, David, who lives in Minnesota. And he's also a, a stylist. And he was – he someone found a book called Man Craft, mm-hmm. but just – crafts for men and it was so it's really sexist because it's just like (laughs) leather craft and woodworking and whatever blacksmithing and so so we decided he decided to do it on for a weekend like to do leather crafts and wood crafts and i don't know like chainsaw stumps and things (laughs) like that and so um i was so inspired by it that i did it in brussels and we would me my friend joe we would rent um like an Airbnb, like a farm, and we'd say, okay, could we? It has to house like 15 people, and um, we're gonna spend the weekend, and we just need a work area, and we we can work outside or whatever. And then we would do this mancraft thing, and we really loved it. I think it's on my website, um, and um, I think they've changed oh, it. Oh, is yeah. that the
0: one where I saw there were sewing machines on the table, and yeah. they were like pounding into leather with a yeah. rivet? <laughs> That's yeah. what that was.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. very cool. And, and the first, the first one we did was we were going to make a tote bag, and I got this like bolt of like really heavy Japanese denim, mm-hmm. you know, really stiff. <laughs> and, and then like I told everybody, bring old belts, um, you know, and then you're going to, and I'll provide uh, two sewing machines, and then, and we had a serger. Someone brought a serger, I think, mm-hmm. and um. And we were, we you know I had made this basic tote bag, simple denim tote bag with like a belt cut in half and then riveted for the handles, handles right? Yeah. And so you'd think that everybody would be just be happy with that, but there's all of a sudden people are getting like, oh, I want to make a backpack. I want, to, I want to make someone took apart like an IKEA bag, you know, like a and one goes, oh, I want to duplicate an IKEA bag, but in denim. Uh... And it was and I'm like, I was so exhausted at the end. <laughs> that weekend because because it was about teaching people who've never been on a sewing machine as you know you sew mm-hmm. and just to sort of you know I don't know how many needles I broke like or we broke <laughs> like they broke and, <laughs> and um, it, but it was really fun it was really fun and then they get in the groove um, they get in the groove of it you know yeah. and then we have a crew who will cook and teach something about cooking it was great and these guys actually um, two of them moved to Berlin, and they're doing it in Berlin.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. And they
1: they, they go to cafes and they do they do teaching and and we we did it three times and, you know, they're really crazy sometimes about like what they want to do. They're like, oh, we want to make cement lamps. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that, that's gonna be figure, really heavy. <laughs> let's figure out a cement lamp, but we did. In one of those pictures, we actually did figure out how to make yeah. cement. And our inspiration was Noguchi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so we ended up, we needed to make a rock. And, but we're like, okay, we're not going to be able to drill through this rock. Like, this is just crazy. You know, like, it, it's going to be here all weekend. And so we ended up making these um, cement rock-like shapes. And we needed something like a Noguchi lamp that was curved and, like, half round. And we, we ended up using um, a plunger. <laughs> Right. Yes. And then we put Vaseline in it, and we poured it, and we set it, set it in a bucket with rocks, and it came out, and we put a stick in it, and it totally worked. That's awesome.
0: Use yeah. it as the mold.
1: Right. Um, yeah. So oh. they pop out.
0: Yeah. That's clever. That's
1: people pretty like, clever. Oh, I stuff in it, mm-hmm. and and then one of our friends um, is a graphic designer, and he's into. Do you know what tessellations are? Uh, sort of. Yeah. Okay. It's like when you fold paper like elaborately. And like one paper can, can be really big, and then it comes down to, and it's like these intricate folds. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one who designed the the lampshade for it, and I designed the lamp base oh. with a bamboo pole, and it, okay. it was really fun. It's yeah. that part is great. If you can spend yeah. your life, I know. Doing that
0: Yeah, I would love it too.
1: Just like, oh, well, right. all,
0: I want to do all it. the crafts. Like I just started knitting last year, and you know. Going back to crochet and like, I just, my husband's like, you do not need another. <laughs> and I said, yes, I do. I need to learn it all.
1: <laughs> my, my partner started knitting right before the pandemic, actually, that last winter. And he's like, I want to just learn how to knit. And I'm like, all right. So we went to a knitting store and he said, I am going to make you something. Me. And I'm like, okay. I go, I would like... <laughs> a blue and white striped um, wool scarf. And he got the pattern, he did it, and he's never never knitted since. Oh. I think it was hard, like, <laughs> but it's really beautiful. Like, it's a, such a beautiful scarf, I'm so proud of him. But um, it was like one of those things he had to get out of his system. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean, do you find yeah. that? Like, do you- Sometimes
0: I do, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Not, yeah, yeah. not totally my thing but I'm glad I you know did it
1: <laughs> or it's one of those things like when you know when you're renovating and you're like oh I can do the drywall oh. you only need to do that once right and then you're just like yeah, yeah that's a lot of plaster right I don't want to do that
0: no not, yeah. not again
1: yeah. <laughs> I totally get that but I love <laughs> I love it I love what he did because it was just so oh that's
0: cool so, you, very first so thing. You, you've gotten the one of a kind there yeah
1: the, yeah. One, yeah. the
0: one and only <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, okay, we went through the mega car. Oh, I wanted to ask you too about Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman because they are mm. so funny. And yeah. when they go to like table to table and ask you what you're doing and stuff like that, um, is it like, I mean, do you guys like start cracking up a lot and you have to take do other takes or is it stressful? I mean, I wonder how it is for you guys, like when they come by. <laughs>
1: Well, what's really interesting that it it is unscripted, you know, like the whole show. So there were there weren't a lot of takes Mm -hmm. per se, like they didn't have you do it again because you're working. Um, The first time they came to my table, I was so nervous and (laughs) I said something like, Amy, you just have she has that face of that person in grade school that you look at and you start they make you laugh and then the teacher catches you and then they look at her and then she has a straight face. And I said, you have that face, you have that. And they cut that out. But, um, (laughs) that's how I feel. And it is, it is a really big question everyone asks on how, what they're like. And, and I got to say they're everything you want them to be.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) They're such old friends and they were so, so sweet through the whole thing and filming of, COVID, they're really genuine, they're super funny. I'm sure that there was, there was tangents galore in filming, you know, like, <laughs> uh, at points I think, I mean, be like, well, we can't use any of that footage. Like, like <laughs> laughing so hard. And that was the highlight. One of the the biggest highlight for me, because um I still I got nervous every time they came to your table, and the clock doesn't stop. Oh, so you got to keep working, or yeah. so you're just like trying to be polite, yeah. trying to like explain something, and mm-hmm. and you you like the crew the the film crews are like in front of you, and they're doing someone else, and you know you're next, yeah, right, yeah. So it's kind of like you better like. Be able to talk about something that's going on, or you might, you know, and um, <laughs> every time I, you know, I was like, Ooh, I have a ton of stuff to do, and I have to talk. <laughs> um, and you never know how long it's going to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's funny, though. I like that part when they're coming. And then sometimes uh, a couple of people are like so worried about not getting done in time, and then they walk away like, oh, well, they didn't want to talk.
1: <laughs> yeah. so Tara was the queen of that. I love that. <laughs> I think the funniest thing is because she was in front of me, uh, you know, her desk is always mm-hmm. in front of me. And when she said to them, yeah, I'm really busy. Bye. <laughs> like, Oh my God. He, she just said it to Amy Poehler. Um, <laughs> but they, they're very funny. Um, yeah, I know, And I know it's probably, it was probably different because of the precautions that everyone took mm. had to take.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, but either way, it was great. Yeah, it that's was... good.
0: Yeah, well, I feel like it shows because um, all of the makers and um, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman were seemed like very, I don't know, just when normally when you watch some shows that are competitions, you can like feel like some tension or stress or competition, and you don't get that from there. All you, all I get is like fun. It is a little stressful with the time constraints, but it's it's yeah. fun to watch that, too. And it's yeah. fun to watch people's reactions. But it's also really fun to watch how everybody supports everyone. I remember when um, – uh, oh, what's her name? Kev- Kevila? Uh,
1: Kavia. Kavia. Yeah, who I oh, love. Oh, my gosh.
0: She made me cry so much when she left. Oh. And so sweet. And she said it perfectly yeah. how – you know, you guys have each other's backs and, you know, it was just really sweet. It was no, so nice. She, the her community. She's an amazing, mm-hmm. she's
1: really amazing, I, she's really a joy and she has, um, she has such a magnetism on television, like mm-hmm. she has that, she literally has that smile that lights up a room, you know, and to be that way and to be that talented is kind of a, a great thing, yeah. you know. I love her.
0: Yeah, that was really good. Uh, so, okay, um, I wanted to ask you um, the lamps that you made
2: mm-hmm. out
0: of the stacked glasses, and then it was so cool that you put that stretchy fabric on the lampshade. Um, uh-huh. Did so. I I love lampshades, too, and decorating them. And, like, I noticed on on the train car, you had the trim on the top and the bottom of the shade, which I love. Um, But do you have any tips on lampshade designs that you could maybe tell us?
1: (laughs) Well, that one's really good, like those two, because Mm -hmm. um, there is removable wallpaper that you can use on lampshades. And I think what people, you know, a European lampshade, is made differently from um, a US one. A US one always has a little bit of um, binding,
2: mm-hmm.
1: top and bottom. And that binding is kind of great because you can hide the seam. So well, you could, and you have what, a half inch? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a little less. Um, so you could take your wallpaper Barrel it on, wrap it around, and actually cut it roughly. You know, with a small pair of scissors, and sort of peel it off, and then cover it with your seam binding, oh. which is which is kind of great. And that's how those, that worked with the stretchy fabric, because that's just one seam, and then we we made a simple barrel, and then put it on, and then I cut it. Oh. You know, and then I tacked it every so often, and then the binding hides it. Um, you know, one tip um, is that. I know there's a lot of sort of white light bulbs mm-hmm. is that you can always paint the inside of your lamp shades. You could paint it a gold if you want something warmer, Like you could paint it a copper, you know, like a rose gold. And that's a nice glow to a lamp. It's opaque, but um, it's a really good look. It's a really tailored look. And you can paint, you can paint shades. Like in my bedroom, I only wanted sort of ambient light by the bedside, so my lampshades shades are just latex paint on a linen on a linen shade wow and it, that, yeah, that's it, a great it,
0: tip yeah
1: yeah like um just use matte mm-hmm. and it's really good you might need several coats but it's kind of you know it's a canvas mm-hmm. it's it's not going to come apart mm-hmm. and you can even prime it with a gesso and mm-hmm. then put the color on top
0: oh really good see yeah learn something mod new.
1: Podge works really well on it too mod well. Podge,
0: right right <laughs> oh that's awesome so um And throughout the competition, you became known as the King of Hacks. Uh, (laughs) What was, what was the favorite hack that you did?
1: My favorite hack on the show. That's really interesting. Um, I love my favorite project was the bar. Um, When I had done it, it was emotional because it was my dad's and the whole, the whole business of that, you know, that kind of thing. But um, I wanted to make it a piece of furniture and I had gone to a restaurant, you know, supply place and I thought, oh my god, it would be cool to like to use the kind where they set the big tray on, you know, to attach it to that and sort of hack it by attaching wine holders underneath and then wine, you know, and then the 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 crossbar holds wine. Right. Like it's just it's really really easy. You know, um the other hack that they seemed to like was when we were sewing the pillows about I don't I can't believe people don't know just to do one side.
0: Oh, yes. They love that. Right, right. You said put a solid fabric on the back. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right? Just Uh because whoever – like if you can only afford a quarter (laughs) yard for a pillow, just buy a quarter yard and Uh just buy a concrete fabric on the other side.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I think I had a hack in every one. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why you're the king, so far, which is <laughs> kind of, <funny>. um, <laughs> which is bizarre. Um, I and uh, I, I love my lending library too. I really like that. Oh and that was
0: a, yeah, yeah. That was that nice. was an
1: Ikea, IKEA table, so that was kind of cool. Oh uh,
0: yeah, I liked that episode too. Um, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Um, yeah,
1: that much that the made was insane. Oh my gosh,
0: I know. I, i have never worked with foam at all and and
1: i'm seeing either right (laughs) Uh, yeah it's really intimidating to watch really yeah because you know like i said a lot of the competition was with yourself and you're not paying attention to what other makers are doing because you just want to get done Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden i would look over and there'd be like disneyland next to me like you know (laughs) it would be like oh my god there's so much that's crazy um She's so fascinated she is, at, yeah. at, at her medium um, and really fascinating to watch. And I only am watching it as people are watching it.
2: Mm.
1: Like I'm seeing it right. when you're seeing it. I'm like, really? Is that how she did that? <laughs> um, <laughs> and so that's really that's really interesting because you're just so focused on what you're doing.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I love seeing that because it's just I had no idea that you could I, you could make a wood texture out of foam,
1: like, oh like my God, real cool? wood
0: planks. It's just yeah. like mind blowing. It's it's really. She yes. has this
1: industrial. She has this industrial um, glue gun mm. that I think I'd love to have. It's I don't know. It's the glue gun that's just like it. Like the sticks are like Whoa. huge on it. And she has the I I tried her knife cutter. Um, her—it's like a steel rod, basically. Um, that is—it's called a hot knife. For I, oh, okay. um, I have like a tombstone in my uh, Bat Cave, and I said, "Oh, can I use that to cut it?" Whatever. And she she gave me this really fast tutorial about it, and she goes, "Whatever you do, don't touch this because this will cut your finger off."
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: But it's it's literally this rod, here I have a ruler, it's like a rod that's two rods and it just, it's so fast, it's really frightening. There's no guard on it,
0: Yeah. you know?
1: But it's funny how fast it cuts. Yeah. Cutting cake. Wow,
0: yeah, that was pretty cool, her volcano thing too. It was just crazy and and it was crazy too because she had so much to do in like the last 15 minutes and she did it, and she did it, it was just crazy.
1: Yeah, we, we were laughing about the double fisting. Double fisting yeah, the paint. <laughs> it's like, That was wow. awesome.
0: Yeah. That,
1: that was really...
0: So, um, and then they gave out Crafty Awards. So the Glitter Hammer. Did it did they have googly eyes on it?
1: It does. Yeah. They have this... Amy has this thing about googly eyes that so they made these things. Um, so... Uh, was my renewable <laughs> song, yes renewable. renewable or whatever which is kind of funny and um and then that also you're so busy and it's like oh an award show happens
0: <laughs> I know I th- I thought that was funny too because it's all of a sudden it's an award show and then yeah and then they yeah. they didn't give one of them it was Becca or Chelsea they were like oh you were too busy but I ac- accepted on your behalf <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think – and I think Chelsea was like, is it cheese? And they're like, where did that come from? Like, why did you want
0: cheese? I know. (laughs) Oh, so much fun. So, um, yeah, it's it's really – I don't know. There's one more episode left. So – and the four of you that are left, uh, there's – just I mean, how how do you how do these judges decide like working with um, and there's only two judges. So like who does the tiebreaker too? I always think about that. Like what if like each yeah. of them say, no, this one, no, that one. Well, who breaks? Yeah. You know,
1: because <laughs> Amy and Nick are really the host right. of it. And so Dana and Simon are the judges mm-hmm. for it. So um I don't know. I don't know how they guess they just
0: have to resolve their differences and like someone, you know, ultimately their person gets it. I don't know. <laughs> or yeah, or maybe they yeah. or maybe they justify like, well, the detail here and there and that's how why I think yeah. they should whatever. But I mean they could be very um intimidating when they come by and they start picking apart. Oh, totally. They pick apart um, like all the stuff yeah. and
1: Well Simon, you know, Simon was a i think for me he's intimidating because um i mean he was the head of barney's display in new york Mm -hmm. you know and when i first moved to new york it was about when those christmas windows they were phenomenal Mm. like they were just i would go and just watch them make it and then just visit and take pictures and be like oh my god they're so over the top (laughs) and so there's a there's a he knows what he's talking about when, in his critiques, you know, and yeah. he'll pull art references, which is really nice. And some of us went to art school. Um, uh, I think, I mean, Becca Adam, Becca Adam Chelsea, I think, might have gone, and maybe Kabea, mm-hmm. Um, to art school. So those critiques were sort of used to. Mm,
2: okay.
1: And, uh, and uh, people don't realize how many, how much of the critiques get cut. Oh, Okay. Because they really, they really go over Every all the deep
0: inch of the yeah,
1: <laughs> good and bad. You yeah, know? and you have to sort of decide how you want to react, or if you agree, or you know, you talk it through, and like all that, just like on other competition shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. I don't know how, how. I'm not quite sure if it's tallied up from what how you did in the past, or you know, mm-hmm. or is it just that. I don't know how they are doing it.
0: Well, sometimes they'll they'll say, like, it came down to this, like, this part, like, you know, your swing fell down when we sat on it or something like that. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, like, yeah. Like, the, yeah,
0: like, the cloud. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's the hardest thing, too, like, when you know that turning point, mm. um, you know, where it's like, oh, why did that happen kind of thing? Um, that's hard. I think that's really hard and you don't want, you know, if, if it was, if it was me, I would have, um, and my rules, it would be we all get to make exactly what we get to make mm. all, you know, all 10 of us. And then they decide because uh. there were so many, you know, I would just love love to have seen what the people who didn't get to stay. We're going to, we're going to make.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. I think that would be very cool. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that's uh, another season. Yeah. Maybe that's they good. can
0: incorporate that like uh, uh, Top Chef where they go back to the kitchen or whatever and they have a way to come back into the competition with all uh, those tasks.
1: Are, I think they're doing that <laughs> a drag race right now. Oh, are they? <laughs> yeah. They're, it's like a um, – it's like a – a competition within a competition yeah. kind of thing. Uh-huh. So you have to come back. <laughs> uh,
0: I think that's cool. Yeah. So yeah. maybe they'll come back with that. Well, all right. So, um, I am dying to know who wins. Um, I want to say it's you, <laughs> but I have to, wait. I have to wait. I have to wait two more days, two more days. It's the, it's the, um, that's the one they don't change. It's the, um, shed makeover.
1: Hack the shed, yeah. The shed hack, hack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a bit, it's a, it's always big. It's a huge
0: project, yeah. It's
1: so pop, yeah. it's so popular here. Mm-hmm. You know, watch the um the past seasons, they
0: mm-hmm.
1: kind of go over the top, yeah. And it'll be fun. It'll be yeah. Fun I to can't see wait it. to see
0: it. I cannot wait. Yeah. So after like what's next for you um, cuz i was wondering do you have any desire to have like your own tv show and you mentioned like you like to teach people and that's one of the things i was thinking because back in the day like when you first started working with Martha Stewart i actually ordered from her mail catalog those two little oh my God, salt, salt and pepper cellars and they were that <laughs> and, green color that she loved and the Jane little I, I, Jane, I, yes 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 and and that's when like HDTV and all of those, like her show, they showed you how to make stuff in this DIY. And it's not like that anymore. It's like how to buy real estate now and stuff. But um, yeah. So I would love to see a show like that come back where, you know, you take us from a beginning to an end of a craft or, you know, show us high low decorating tips because I also love doing that. Um, and they yeah. just don't make shows like that anymore, but maybe they could, maybe it could have a comeback.
1: <laughs> oh, I'd love to, I'd love to do it. I, you know, it's also the format of social media is so fast. Yeah. And I, what I do, I, you know, I don't like speeding it up. Ah, you, I don't need to like speed up, you know, when they speed up a, a, a do it yourself video. Yeah. Um, I mean, even recipes on the weekend, I slow down. <laughs> You know, like the kind that you find on TikTok. You know, yeah. it's like you have to keep replaying yes, it. Yes, it's just like, wait, half cup of sugar, uh-huh. you know, kind of thing. Um, so I if you and I feel that way, then I know that there's a market for it. Oh, so good. Uh, yeah, no, if that opportunity ever came up, that'd be great. That's awesome. It awesome. it would be really fun. Um Blake and Gary have YouTube channels. Okay. That they do, which are really kinda of fun. And Blake sort of posts his how tos and he's he's so good at um sort of filming his projects and uh you could, we could all learn a lot from him. Oh, you know? I'll
0: look up his Blake and, and Jimmy Duresta does too. I love watching his YouTube yeah, channel. It's great. Yeah. Yeah
1: so good
0: all right well thank you so much for coming on the show today i had just a wonderful time talking with you oh. yeah and um thanks
1: for letting me ramble on oh my
0: gosh i i could listen thanks. to you for days it's just the oh. the the travels that you've done and the experience that you've gained and um and the fact that you're willing to share it back you know pay it forward means a lot so i think that's what oh, else kind of drew me to you and, and that one of the things I love about you. Um, so, yeah, I'm so glad that you're on the show and I'm so glad I had a chance to, to have you on my podcast show, Make and Decorate. Yeah, very,
1: very <laughs> cool to be on. Um, um, my partner and I are, are big podcasts. Listeners, so um, This is—I was really excited to do it, Great. and thank you, thank you for having me.
0: Okay, wonderful. All right, so um, take care, and I hope you win. Yay! But this <laughs> is easy, this is you. airing on the second, so we'll all know by then who wins. But uh, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> but uh, fingers <laughs> crossed because you're watching it like how we—except you already know. But uh, anyway, <laughs> 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 it's so close. Okay, I only have two more days. All right. <laughs> All right. Take Thank easy. you. Right. Bye bye. Right. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe and tell everyone about the podcast and especially this episode. Uh, this is Melania. I just think he is so amazingly talented and skilled and such a genuine, nice person. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. And I'm going to leave you with some of the thunders that I muted out. Bye bye. So, um, and it's like, the skies are really scary right now, it's about to storm. If you would like a bonus episode every month, become a patron and support the Make and Decorate podcast show at my Patreon page, Make and Decorate. For extended show notes with links and photos to what we've talked about, visit my podcast blog at makeanddecorate.com. And remember to take some time for yourself to be creative. Bye-bye!